Is this one of the ones where they're an actual uh, in brackets celebrity, or is this a, like yeah, so you're no I, one and then you come on the show? I, I I do I like Love Island. I will admit it. I am. But is like, this? I am addicted. Was, so do you know what it is? Like single people go on the island and hook up. Yeah. But are they celebrities before they go on the island, or are they just street? No, people? they're no, they're just. Street Did you just say street people? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they walk the streets. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, street people. Oh, my oh God. My I was God. like, what? Yeah, oh, you know. Right. You'll do. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode 90, I think, of Mike's Open Journal. Uh, I'm a little bit confused just because I've recorded three podcast episodes this week and um, I'm going to be uploading them in a different order to the order I recorded them. Um, so I'm, a, I'm just, I'm a bit confused. Uh, but I'm going to be sharing this episode with you because I continued my relationship conversation with Bex recently. So we spoke about uh, relationships, why they're hard, and some of the things that we can struggle with in them last time. And in this episode, we talk about sex. So I feel like it naturally kind of followed on from the previous conversation. Uh, but this one's also kind of a topical one because um, somebody called Amber, who I still don't really know who she is, uh, was on a radio show earlier, well, last week talking about her sex rules and what she believed everyone should kind of abide by. So myself and Bex uh, swapped a couple of tweets and uh, said we'd really like to sit down and have a chat about these rules because we don't really agree with them uh, and we're quite surprised that someone would say here's some rules everyone should abide by. Uh, so we talk about our own opinions, we talk about our thoughts based on Amber's rules and some of our own experiences if you uh, don't agree with them or think, believe, uh, experience different things to uh, what we have spoken about, that is completely okay. Um, we're not saying what we've done or what we think or what we believe is the correct or the right way. We're saying this is our experience. These are our thoughts. Let's kind of open up the conversation uh, around sex and around some of these topics as well. I'd like to say a big thank you to Bex for coming back onto the podcast again and being so open with me uh, about what is a topic that we just generally don't talk about that much. And I think that's one of the problems um, that we're going to mention a little bit in the episode as well. Thank you to you guys for listening in. And please remember, if you're interested in coming onto the podcast in the future, you can get in contact through the website, which is mikesopenjournal.com. Thank you very much for listening. And here's me and Bex talking about sex. And uh, I'm ready to go. Cool. Okay, let's um, we start ourselves off with this recording just in case. Okay. Um, it doesn't start properly the first time I play it. I've been speaking to my friends about the question. Can you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Is sex becoming too casual? So I think we need a new set of rules before saying yes to getting intimate. 
Shut up, Amber. <laughs> Rule number one is no sex on the first day. If you don't know the person, don't have sex with the person. It's all about self-respect. Rule number two is oh. if there is alcohol involved, ask yourself, are you going to regret it in the morning? I feel like maybe we should stop him as we go through. Should we start? Yeah. 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 I'm already like, oh, I've forgotten the first one. Okay. okay so wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there, wait there. can I just make the point? It really irritates me when people equate sex with self-respect. Okay. Stop. Right. Let's listen to the rule one again. Rule number one is no sex on the first day. If you don't know the person, don't have sex with the person. It's all about self-respect. Cool. Okay. This is good. I, I like the breaking it down idea. This is good. Cause kind of means like I don't need to take any notes, which is ace. Okay. Um, no sex on a first date. Have, well, I, I feel rude asking. I've had sex on a first date. It was amazing. It was lovely. <laughs> um, I don't, and I don't feel like that's really got anything to do. It's got I, nothing to do no. with self-respect. Like, I can understand how potentially that could feed into it, but I can also see both sides. Like, you, it could help your self-respect because you're like, oh my God, like, this other person who doesn't really know me that well, like, totally wants me. Like, I can see that being quite a cool self-respect type thing. It's it's just like the this idea that, like, I can't think of the word for, like, the right way of putting it. Like it's something to be ashamed of or you're kind of, your morals are a lot looser. I mean, you know, like you said, you've, I personally, I haven't on a first date, mm. but you know, that's not to say I haven't wanted to. And I mean, I, I, if both people are attracted to each other, why, I don't see why it's such a such a big thing i mean if you don't want to have sex on a first date then that's fair enough that's mm. up to you but you know don't kind of shame people who do because that's their choice and well, it doesn't mean that they don't respect themselves again i think kind of as we said before it comes back to that idea that you're somehow like judging yourself by sex and yeah even if you are on board with that you're like well yeah, but what about if that person is just like they see sex as an activity? They don't see it in the same relationship type way that you do. They're yeah. like, well, a relationship is a relationship. Sex is like something that you do. And sometimes that's as part of a relationship. Sometimes it's not. Um, and I think, again, it kind of puts those types of, I guess, like societal norms or beliefs that you mm -hmm. hold about what's right or wrong or the correct way to do certain things onto somebody else. And yeah. I'm all for everyone having their own opinion and doing different things. And if you're like, right, we're going to have 20, 30, 40 dates or we're going to be married before we have sex. If that's what you think, that's totally cool. Um, but I don't think that your view is more important or more valid than someone else's that says, actually, yeah, I might want to have sex on a first date or I'm just looking for sex. I think don't shame other people yeah. for their own choice. Yeah. And the same way, like I, oh, I agree. I've seen it before with people, um, kind of in the reverse way that they've been like, Oh, cause so-and-so is not going to have sex until they get married. That's really weird. And like, maybe it's weird to you but it's actually not weird in relation to like, that's part of their values. That's part of their belief that they only want to be with one person. And that's cool. Like that's totally 
Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's their choice. And if that's not what you want to do, then fine. But don't kind of have a go at other people for... Because, I mean, I think it's a personal thing to everybody, for everybody, isn't it? What it, you know, what it means if they, you know, it's everybody kind of treats it differently. Everybody's going to have their own kind of view of what it means for them. And that's fine. That's understandable. Mm. But then I don't think, I think the idea of having like rules is like, for have rules for yourself, fine. But don't push your, your no, no sex on a first date rule to me, Amber. I don't care. <laughs> okay, ready for the next rule? Yes. Uh. Rule number two is, if there is alcohol involved, ask yourself, are you going to regret it in the morning? Because when you're under the influence of alcohol, you become a lot more vulnerable, male and female. Rule number three would... Okay. I feel like there's almost like a little bit in there that's like useful information, but I just don't understand why it's a rule. I'm like, yeah, as common sense, regard like disregard the sex part. <laughs> if you're drinking alcohol, which is a drug, then yeah, you should be considerate of what you do and who you do it with. I just. <laughs> I th- I th- I, yeah it's it's kind of a vague one i think the only sort of thing i'd sort of say i've i've had like i've had drunken sex before but the other person's been like the same like been the same amount of drunk as me and sometimes it's it's really good <laughs> like sorry but it is like, i remember like one time it was like after a party and it we, we did it oh my god because you're sort of like i didn't regret it at all like i've had drunken sex a few times and i've never woken up and thought oh my god who is he next to me (laughs) like it's i guess it's the whole thing about like it does lower your inhibitions but yeah i suppose if you're with somebody that you're because i was kind of with the person that it happened with so you know as long as it's you're comfortable with each other and you know it is consensual and everybody's happy i mean the whole kind of lowers your inhibitions thing kind of works i think yeah and it potentially i think there's kind of the two sides to to what you said as well is that there's the the side that says yes like it it lowers your inhibitions it makes you more um, I guess willing or potentially able to act on certain desires or things like that that you maybe wouldn't without the alcohol and especially for for some people that may be really anxious about certain situations or mm. um, being with people and I just think as long as you're wary or aware of of the situation and yeah um, I think that's okay and I think actually you should be talking about that, not necessarily in a, like, a celebrated type way, but a way that that sort of acknowledges what people do do and a way to do that safely. And I just think that's a completely missed message of some people have, like, you've kind of started to describe, not in enough detail by any means, but but, but amazing drunk sex. Um, I'm not going to go into (laughs) But I think it's being aware of that and saying how amazing that is, but then at the same time, the issue that comes in is consent. And I think consent is yeah. the thing that should be being talked about there, not the alcohol. 
Um, because if you're talking about the alcohol, well, why aren't you talking about drugs as well? Why aren't you talking about the adrenaline yeah. people get from doing like certain activities or like you could go and drive a fast car and then come out and be absolutely buzzing and you're like clearly your your views your limits your reactions your common sense if you will is going to be completely different to someone that hasn't just like i don't know done a ridiculous speed in a short amount of time Mm. And I think it just it comes back to that idea. What are you trying to get across? If you're trying to get across alcohol, dumbs senses, well, yeah, but that's positive and negative. If you're talking about being drunk and not being able to know what you're doing, not being able to give consent, then consent then, yeah. is the thing that you need to be talking about, not the alcohol. The alcohol yeah. can come in as a secondary thing, uh, kind of to emphasise the importance of when you can and you can't give consent and the effect it can have on you or the person or the people uh we'll come back to the people um that you're with i just yeah, yeah. just felt a little bit like a missed well that, that's why i said it, it was quite vague because she's not saying she did all she kind of said was you know sex and alcohol yeah she didn't give like a specific amount you know if is it just if just you have, ha- have been drinking or if the other person's been drinking like it's uh, yeah it's it kind came of across a... a bit like victimy in that type of way as well that we sort of see i mean at least in this example she mentions men and it's not just women um oh she doesn't stay it, on that though no she doesn't stay on that, but it's, it's this bit because we've broke i feel like we're almost doing her a favor the way we've broken it down um but <laughs> Yeah, in breaking it down, just the, I don't know, I think sometimes when you talk about alcohol and consent, we end up sort of coming back to some of this stuff that, like, you're told, um, and I think this is more, in my view, it's directed more at young girls, is you shouldn't drink too much because you're... It like, makes you a target. Risk. Yeah, you're going to be a target, you're at risk from, um, like, sexual assault and rape. Um, you shouldn't go out wearing certain clothes for the exact same reason, um, and it's not necessarily about teaching like mutual kind of respect amongst both or all genders. Um, yeah. And again, it comes back to this could be different now. I'm not sure. But all of my sex ed, all of mine, like the two hours that we were given, yeah. um, you were separate. Like boys were told one thing, girls were told something else. And yeah, exactly the same I, for me I as well. just don't, I guess it comes back to that old style of, taboos and not talking about things but to me i'm like well even in your stereotypical world where you're going to have one boy and one girl in a relationship like do you not think it's handy if the guy knows about periods and like stuff like that do you not think it's handy if the girl knows about um like putting on condoms and and that sort of stuff like shouldn't they both apparently not i just i find that it, yeah very strange no, it, i think it's different now it, oh, but it's, i don't know that it's that different <laughs> I, I it's not okay. i can tell you it's not there's there's not there's not nearly enough at all and as far as i'm aware it's still basically the same as it was mm. when we were at school and yeah we were separated you know we all got given like a cute little goodie bag full of sanitary towels and oh look here's a pamphlet on using a tampon and here's a big 
plastic penis see if you can put the condom on it Woo, fun <laughs> and you're just sat there like excuse me i just well and it comes back to um i um like in a previous role um i was in the situation where i was able to have like sexual health conversations and stuff like that with young people and i remember um there was one lad that i was talking to and he was talking about how um, like his condoms were constantly ripping and he was all like, oh, it's because I'm so big and I need king size and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, yeah, okay, it could be that. Or it could be the way you're putting them on. Mm. Um, so we had like... Oh, the, way to yes. burst his bubble there, I Mike. know, sorry. <laughs> so we had, like, <laughs> sorry, mate, you just can't put them on properly. <laughs> we had those, um, like the demonstrators. So mm. I got him to put one on one of the, the demonstrators. And I'm like, I can tell you why they're ripping. I said, I don't know this for 100%. I said, but when you're rolling it down the shaft, <laughs> you're using your nails. <laughs> you're basically, oh my ri- God. <laughs> you're basically oh. ripping it all the way down or weakening it at the very least. Like a cat. <laughs> yeah. And like if a cat tried to put on a condom. Oh, look, I'm just so big. I just like I've, I've heard it kind of um, spoken about before when you're talking to girls and you're meant to be a bit more cautious of nails and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and it generally isn't sort of directed at guys because they don't necessarily have the same nails and definitely not the same um, likelihood of scratching or damaging a condom that a girl would traditionally. But, that's but clearly, based, well, that's all yeah. based around what their nails look like, not the technique that they're using. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to go, oh, you will, you just pull it on. I'm like, well, yeah, he's putting it on, but pretty much every time it's ripping. Now, that's an issue. <laughs> just, God. It just, and I think that's the bit where it comes back to people aren't told, they're not given information. No. Um, they're just left to it. And, do you know, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, it seems like a strange way to sort of implement um education to me i don't i yeah i just i don't see how that's beneficial i don't they don't it's also i mean not only is it it's like heteronormative as well all of it is but like they don't tell you i think they kind of miss out things that they think oh no it's not a big deal but i remember when um i was in it was college it was the first year of college Mm. and it was our tutor who kind of told us that um i think the first time she ever got pregnant she was still having periods and she didn't know she was pregnant. And I was like, hang on a minute. That's, that's not possible. Is it? Plus, I was like, that's what, my warning what? sign. <laughs> yeah. I was like, um, excuse me. What, what do you fucking mean? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, yeah. I was still having periods. I wasn't having any morning sickness. And I'm like, so the one thing that we've all been told means you're definitely not pregnant can still sometimes happen. Yep. Why are we only just being told this? And I think she she mentioned um like pre cum as mm. well. Mm. Nobody tells you about that in school. Nope. And then she was just and she just she mentioned it and I think um you know I'm like what sixteen seventeen years old and I'm like Janice what? <laughs> and she was like oh yeah before you know before the the man ejaculates, you know, he has um, pre-cut, it's like lubrication, and that's got sperm in it as well. And I was like, what? <laughs> and can you get pregnant from that? And she was like, oh, well, you, you know, it'd be very, very difficult. But yeah, it is but, possible. Yeah, so technically, I was like, yeah. What? 
Um, Why haven't we been told this? It's oh, you just you get to when you actually start kind of talking to adults. Mm. When well, you think, get a bit older, you realise just and when you obviously start kind of venturing into that sort of territory yourself, you do sort of think, oh my god, there's so much that they don't tell you. But it's also you say talking to adults. Sometimes it's just talking to literally somebody else as well because. I get, I guess, slightly different because I've done a training thing. Well, I did one last year or the year before, and um, we did like a, a couple of hours talking about condoms. And mm. it's funny, like as soon as someone says it, and you're like, oh yeah, but you haven't thought that before. So we were looking at um, like that the condoms go on a certain way, and exactly kind of what you said. And they were like, so what happens if? someone puts it on one way and then turns it around. You're like, oh, we've turned it around. And like, so what's happened to it? And like, I don't know, what's happened to it? And they're like, well, it's it's touched the penis. And if you're putting it on at that stage, it's probably got some sort of pre-cum going on. So mm-hmm. what you've done is you've put it on basically inside out, got the pre-cum on the outside, turned it around the right way, put it on, great stuff, but you've now got pre-cum on the outside, which you're going to put straight inside the girl. And you're like, oh, yeah. Danger! Basically defeated half of the point of the condom. <laughs> oh, God. And I was it's... like, yeah. And I was like, to be honest, I've done that before. Like, where you've gone to put it on an old note, wrong way round, turn it round, and there you go. And I'm like, mm. I, yeah, I don't think... It's not until someone sort of says it, and you're like, oh, yeah, shit. <laughs> oh god but again if you don't talk about it where, yeah. are, you, where are you gonna understand that you're, it's gonna oh and i think especially when you're um a young person i got told off by my sister the other day she was like i've listened to a couple of your podcasts and you keep calling yourself a young person and you're not <laughs> so i have to be very careful about not calling myself a young person um, charming <laughs> And oh like, well that's that's told me <laughs> i was like oh sometimes i like i refer to young people in general and i'm not including myself in that but i think um you uh you don't necessarily talk about the like the the technical or the practical side of sex i, I definitely don't think young males do um no. and i think it's a lot more about like um have you did you how long and that's it i I don't there's not a like oh what position was better for you or what was better for her or like what kind of protection did you use or um like i just yeah i don't think any of that happens i just yeah i really can't see it um and i think that's again because it's seen as this taboo subject that we just avoid talking about it in any detail yeah i agree okay we drifted a long way from where we started we did um okay let's here we go sorry amber you become a lot more vulnerable male and female rule number three would be don't think sex is to impress i think females and males will be a lot more impressed these days if you don't put out on the first date so it is actually about impressing people because it's about not doing it on the first date. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I what? Like, what? You, you, sec, 
<laughs> it's not about impressing people because I think you'd impress them more. What? Wait, what? Wait, was she, is it sort of like a don't have sex with someone to make them like you sort of thing? I don't know. But I mean... Yeah, but it's, if... if you do want to the, impress them when you're having sex. You want them to be like, oh, wow. Yeah. You want them to enjoy it. You don't it. want them to go, well, that was shit. Yeah. Like, oh, God. I, well, I, I, did, I didn't have sex with you to impress you, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I think... Even if it's in your mind, like this is happening once and once only, you still want it to be good. Yeah. I. But then this uh, is this is another thing. Like I think people will be a lot more impressed if you don't put out on the first date. Well, it de- again, it depends who the person is. Yeah, and it depends on what you both want from the situation. Like it assumes you're both looking for long-term relationships and marriage, essentially. Yeah. What about if you are just both or more than two people? Single, happy, and just looking for a good time, whether that includes sex or not. Yeah. Are they, and are you going to judge them based on whether or not you have sex? Like, potentially, in that relationship, maybe your relationship is going to be purely physical or it's going to be kind of a mutual thing. Well... I don't know. I mean, it's either going to not play any effect or it's going to have a positive effect. I don't really see where the negative comes into that. Yeah, I, it's that's a weird one. I don't I can't think of any example for me or for anyone that I know. I can't think of anything where somebody's had sex with someone purely to sort of make them like them. That seems mm. like. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, well, it seems I can, like quite an outdated sort yeah, of concept. Because I was going to say, I can think of examples, but my examples are based on, um, like, TVs and movie stuff that is 10 yeah. to 20 years old plus. I think... In, I don't know how old she is. I, I think potentially very young, immature males would potentially think less of you. But Mm. arguably, if these are rules, (laughs) ah, those young, immature males aren't really going to care about rules. (laughs) Um, And again, it comes back to what what is the purpose of your relationship? And I think if you're... Let's say, okay, a good example that's not just picking on the men. Um... If you are um, a traditional, um, very strong in your belief, religious person, potentially you would think less of someone that sleeps on the first date. However, I just, I'm not sure that that's still true of most religious people, um, I just think people are more modern in their beliefs. I don't. I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, you'd hope so. I just. I, but yeah, I, I. I can't think of any anyone who's done it to impress people, or I didn't have sex with him because I wanted to impress him. Yeah. Like I don't. Yeah, people just like in my experience, just sort of do what's right for them at the time Mm. i guess 
whether yeah. that's sleeping with somebody on the first date or waiting and but yeah that's another kind of vague one amber you're not helping us out here with your rules no, it seems very who even asked for these rules I don't know. And like the whole has sex become too casual? Like, what, what do you mean? Am like, I wrong in thinking it's just like we're not in, like she's talking about uh, an elite, elite sounds a bit. Aware. Basically, have we become too modern and we're not like no, I, taking I, it as seriously as we used to like 50 years ago? Is that what it means? I I wonder if it's a bit of this culture, and again, because I don't really know who she is, I wonder if it's a bit of the culture of like this, like the Towie type stuff that's come up where you're looking at, it's young people that are having their lives to some extent scripted or not um, (laughs) on show. And actually a lot of what they're involved in is drama making. Yeah. and that is going to foster that type of thought or discussion process where people are constantly judged, be that because they've cancelled going to the shops because they don't feel great or because they've slept with that girl on the first date or they've gone off with their new mates instead of their old ones. Like, it's about creating drama. And if she's come from a show like that and that's what she's known for... Is that maybe more of an insight into her world rather than something that reflects on the world that people... Uh, no, I don't want to say that. That you and me happen to live in. Mm. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. God knows. Okay, next rule. I've forgotten what rule number three was, to be honest. Uh, was it oh about being impressed by impressed oh yeah 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 kind of similar i don't know if it's because of the way we discussed it similar to rule one about not yeah sleeping on, uh, i don't know okay uh rule four coming up somewhere soon <laughs> rule number four we are absolutely been in the saying no strings attached or friends with benefits as females we all know we get emotionally attached after sex so if you don't want to get hurt don't do it right couple of things <laughs> yeah um just just a couple number one you're not ruining <laughs> <laughs> you're not ruining this for me <laughs> yeah. uh, excuse me just because you're done with that stage of your life, like, it doesn't mean everybody else is. I think, um, yeah, I don't, again, if it's a place that you are in your life, totally fine. But this is put out like it's meant to be rules for everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that is anywhere near your rules. Stop policing my vagina. <sighs> and my penis! <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, I don't get it. Um, and then there's, again, I guess we come back to the idea of the, the relationships and knowing what's going on. Like, some friends can be friends and have that sexual side to them without it necessarily causing a big issue. Like, I think a lot of the time, I feel like long term, you're going to struggle to balance that out. But only because I've never experienced or seen that firsthand. Mm. If I had had that or had a friend that had experienced that maybe my view would be totally different 
Um, but I think short term, I, d- I don't necessarily see what the issue is with that. And that's before we get anywhere near the females being emotional stuff. Yeah, I see. I have a problem with that. I I know that's kind of like a big sort of stereotype. I don't think it's purely just women that that can happen to. I mm. think that's I think there's plenty of I'm sure there are plenty of guys out there who find that they can't sleep with someone because they get attached. But I've done friends with benefits and at not one point did I feel like I was getting emotionally attached and it was getting to be like too much for my poor, fragile, feminine soul. (laughs) And it was, I mean, sure, there are, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's an individual. I'm sure that there are some people out there who can't have um, sex with no strings attached because they do get attached. And that's fair enough. But, you know, there are just like, you know, that happens for them. There are some people who can separate kind of deep romantic feelings and sex Mm. and still were able to enjoy it. I mean, I've, of like all the people I've kind of, oh, that sounds like loads. Oh God. I think of the people I've slept with, I'd only, I'd say that I was only, actually in love with one of them Mm. and you know a couple of them were friends with benefits and you know we still had really good sex but you know I didn't get attached I wasn't like oh my god I'm like in love with him now like I don't agree at all that you know all women get attached and kind of sentimental and you know oh if you don't want to like fair enough if you think there's a chance that you might get hurt if you enter into a friends with benefits no strings attached relationship then yeah you probably shouldn't enter into one because the whole point is that there's not going to be a relationship there you are kind of just you get along you're comfortable but you sleep together Hmm. so if you do think that there's a chance that you might start to develop feelings and you think you might get hurt, then yeah, you probably should avoid that. But that doesn't mean that everybody has to, you know, because those, I mean, you, know, you had like, when when you heard it, you were like, no. <laughs> and like, yeah, so it was I. It's just like, no, because if it, it works for us, it's worked for us. It's obviously, it works for other people. Why should, just because it doesn't work for some, why does mm. there have to be... I don't think we should bin the term at all. No. How dare you? No. And I think, again, it comes back to um, oh, just it's the idea that the the like the emotional side is the female side. And it's like, come yeah. on. Like, I remember now it don't go. It's, it's nowhere near sex. But I remember there was this girl when I was at college. And oh, my God, like I felt like I loved her. And like she just about tolerated me as a friend. <laughs> so to oh. think, like, there's no there's no way that the emotional thing is like only just a, a girl. purely yeah. Like it's that's just so bollocks. Yeah, and to be honest, I was really surprised to hear that 
from a female. Like, it's the kind of thing I expect to hear from an older male. That idea yeah. that, like, oh, yeah, the reason why you want to avoid those relationships is because the girl gets really clingy, right? From, like, a public service announcement, like, like, 50 years yeah. ago. And I just... Oh, yeah. I, 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 to hear it from a young female, I'm just really surprised. Because that... Again, it, it kind of all comes back to that idea that um, there actually is, I guess, an emphasis on, like, warning and danger for females and that you're mm. really vulnerable. Yeah, and we and, need protecting. Yeah, and, and it's like, like we couldn't possibly... you're going to want the man and the man won't want you. And I'm like, oh, yeah. come um, on. God forbid that we have sex because we enjoy it. Yeah. And we get pleasure from it. You know, it's all about being loved. And oh, will he, will he love me? Like, it, yeah, it's kind of this, I still feels like it's very much the idea that mm. sex is purely, you know, to get any kind of pleasure or fun from it. That's a purely like a man thing. Women don't enjoy sex. Don't be ridiculous. I they only just... do it to fulfil the man's needs. And to have babies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just... Oh, I yeah, don't know. When, yeah, I didn't realise that she spoke for all female kind as well, so... It's interesting. It's been educational. I don't know. Yeah, is thank, there, thanks, Amber. Is there one more or was that it? I think there's one more, but can it get any... Females, we all know we get emotionally attached after sex. If oh, you don't yeah. want to get uh. hurt, don't do it. Don't follow the crowd. Only because sex has become so casual these days doesn't mean you have to do it. So stand up for yourself. I yeah. am standing up for myself Woo! and saying I want to do it, Amber, thanks. <laughs> don't... Again, I feel like maybe because... That's what you tell teenagers. Don't feel pressured into sex just because you think all your friends are doing it. Yeah, and again, I, I don't know, again, maybe because we've broken it up. The way we've broken it up, each time I thought, doesn't sound as bad as I remember it. Because oh, you're, it not does get, now, you're not getting hit by, like, all five at once. Oh. And, like, yeah, peer pressure is a real thing, especially for younger people. Um, yeah. I think it's really important. But again, that comes back to talking about sex. And mm -hmm. for me, it's not about talking about it in the way you are. Now, like we've said, people have got different views and that's completely cool. And if that's how um, she wants to talk about it, that's okay. I just think the danger is that uh, in that kind of public role, she hasn't said, these are my rules and this is what I want to live by. It's very much... These are rules I think everyone should live by. I think yeah. you should live by this. Um, and if you're not doing this, then yeah. your morals are looser than mine. Yeah. And it, I just, I don't know. I mean, the idea that you're saying, like, okay, don't, um, don't have sex just because your friends are having sex. Like, wait until, like, the time's right for you. There's a way to talk about that. Uh, and there's a way to talk about peer pressure and again consent which actually she doesn't mention in any of this no um and i think actually the reality that you know what a lot of people lie a lot of people say they've had sex when they haven't a lot of people say they've had sex with people they haven't had sex with a lot of people say they've had amazing sex when it was shit <laughs> a lot of people say it was hours and hours when it was five and ten minutes and i think there's 
maybe some common sense that needs to come into those conversations as well. And that's where the peer pressure, I think, is really important that people don't feel like, oh my God, like I had sex and uh, it was kind of shit and it didn't last very long and it was uncomfortable. But everyone else is having amazing sex and they like just lay in bed and glow next to each other. And I'm like, yeah, so where's all the cum then? <laughs> like, it's not like that. <laughs> It's just the, I don't know, I think it's the honesty around the conversation. Yeah. And again, maybe it comes from that. It's a taboo subject and it is talked about in a similar way, I think, to things like mental health, where we, we're sort of, what's, oh, I can't mm. think, where it's so, oh, it's like surface deep. That's not the saying, is it? Skin deep. Um, skin deep, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like, knew I knew what you meant. Something that's something deep. Um but yeah, it's kind of just scratching the surface. And I think mm. that's why it's really important that we talk a little bit more about it. And I think the best thing about um her, in my opinion, ridiculous rules is that at least it's got people talking about it. It's got people talking about Yeah. No, um, definitely. Essentially all of the stuff that she doesn't talk about. Um but yeah, I I don't know. What do you think about that last one? I think, like, just because your friends are doing it doesn't mean you don't have to do it. I don't know. She sort of, I think kind of thing that bothers me is she talks about it like sex isn't a natural part of life, which it is. Mm. And I think what you were kind of saying about, you know, sex being still very much kind of a taboo thing. I mean, whether you, you know, not everyone enjoys sex. And again, that's, you know, that's totally, that's normal. Everybody's different. Not everybody's going to enjoy it. But, you know, it is part of part of life. It is something that many people choose to do and do enjoy doing. And I think the only time we should ever sort of enforce any kind of rules about it is purely about things like consent mm. and like not judging other people based on the way they, you know, if somebody chooses never to have sex, that's their choice. And, you know, who is anyone else to kind of call them out about that and judge them for it? Just like, you know, if you choose to have if you have like a couple of, you know, a few different partners in the same week, again, that's their choice. If you, if nobody's, you know, they're not hurting anybody. It's their choice. I don't, you know, there shouldn't be any kind of rules about it. And it, it just seemed the whole kind of thing. You need rules. Like, has it become too casual? Like it's sex is a very personal thing for everybody it's always going to kind of mean something different to everybody. So I don't think you can, other than the kind of consent conversation and, you know, that kind of thing. And obviously making sure it's like legal and safe and everything, then it's not really the kind of thing you can put rules to. I mean, she can have her own rules. That's fine. Like if Amber doesn't want to have sex on the first date, that's Amber's choice. She can yeah. do what she wants, but it's not for her to say to someone else, if you have sex on a first date, you've got no self-respect. Like, mm. you don't know anything about anyone else. It just uh, seems really odd. I think there's a few things in there that we both want to kind of touch on that haven't been covered as much. And we've spoken quite a bit as we've gone through about our views on consent. Mm -hmm. um, and I think one of the things 
that's kind of just come across to me, like having sat and spoken about it now for half an hour or whatever, is again that idea of not having sex is like a positive thing which i feel like is what we're talking about we're talking about it as a positive thing of um like our positive experiences yeah they're not all positive but generally sex is a positive thing it's a fun thing Um, but i think it's really important to acknowledge as well um like some people like you said maybe choose not to have sex and that can be for a number of reasons it could be religious cultural it might be part of their own sort of personality makeup i think is it um asexual people that just have no interest in um, like sex or sexual activity or anything like that um and there are people that for um mental or physical or i guess medical reasons as well really want to have sex but can't and I think it's important to acknowledge that as well, that something that we're saying, oh, you're really, really bad for doing this. And for some people, it's a massive aspirational thing that mm. they actually have to work towards. Um, and I kind of remember seeing stuff recently. I think it's because we had um, like the April Fool's stuff. And I saw a couple of posts that went up around um, like, please be sensitive on April Fool's or something like that, because there's... Um, lots of people put up like fake pregnancy posts and stuff like that and they said please be mindful that actually a lot of people can't or aren't pregnant and really really want to be so be mindful of what is actually quite a sensitive topic and I think sometimes that's missed a little bit with sex in the assumption that like you can and you will have sex but you shouldn't type thing like oh do you know what like some people can't like and maybe we talk about if we talked about sex more openly we could talk about well okay if you for whatever reason struggle with a particular type of sex then there might be something else that you could do as well and i think again if we opened up that conversation it makes people a lot more willing to sort of recognize that and for me that kind of feeds in with some of the other stuff where we're looking at what about people with like disabilities different Mm -hmm. sexualities different attractions like all of that stuff is a really big part of the sex conversation and education and in this like oh my god we need five rules about sex like (laughs) none None of of it's meant none of it's covered no and it's all very much and this is my interpretation of it because it's not expressly said but it's all very much about male female um it's not there's no kind of indication that um especially the bit where it talks about um like oh females are really emotional and you're going to want to stay in the relationship and he's not um well that's obviously about a male female relationship because if both people are female then why have you said that because you've obviously got the assumption that both of those people would Mm -hmm. be emotional in that situation so there wouldn't be a problem because you'd both want it so yeah uh, yeah just a bit of a disconnect for me there with it was very heteronormative yeah like do you know what some relationships are between more than two people some relationships are between people of the same gender or people that have or identify as a different gender to the one they might appear or have been born as Mm -hmm. so i just yeah it doesn't fit into what i feel like is meant to be a modern take on sex rules (laughs) like but uh, that's exactly why i think 
you can't have rules like because I mean even you know not only is every single person different I think you know every relationship's going to be different whether that's like a romantic relationship where you're you know exclusive between two people or it's between multiple people or it's a friends with benefits between whoever like no relationship is going to be the same I just think it could have been it would have been a lot a lot better received that's not right English is it it would have been a lot it would have been better received if she'd said these are my values or these are my rules because then all of the straight centric type stuff is fine because if you're straight and that's what you like that's completely okay and it makes sense because these are your rules for you but if these are your rules for everyone I'm like so how I just there's no connection there um and I think again it kind of starts to stigmatize people that don't fit into your like traditional norms when again maybe our lives are slightly different um uh, it's not abnormal for me to talk to or see gay people uh, that's not something I don't go oh they're gay I'm like <laughs> there's enough people <laughs> that that's not a strange thing now I, mm. I just think like my my dad is on the edge of being racist where I think he still notices when he sees a black person and I'm mm. like that's because it's not something that he's been exposed to um, and I think we live in a world where you are exposed to people that have different faiths, different beliefs, different cultures, different mm-hmm. identities. And um, like someone being gay, it's not something that will go, oh, wow, like just that's Steve or Gemma or whoever. It's <laughs> not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and there are people that identify as different genders and that's completely OK as well. And I just think... Again, this issue that comes up is one that is not... Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's... The more we talk about it, the more I feel like it's maybe the way it's come across more than what she's actually... Yeah. Not necessarily saying, but more than what she's thinking. I I do sort of wonder if she's been kind of under pressure because she's been sort of under the radar. She's not been as kind of after the whole Love Island thing, she's not kind of had her own spin-off show or her own kind of beauty range brought out or anything. And she got quite a lot of backlash when she was actually on the show because I think it was like revealed in a task that um, she slept with two different men in one night. And she also had sex on live tv with the person that she'd kind of matched up with so i'm just wondering if she's probably just under a lot of pressure like media wise maybe mm. from management to kind of downplay like her actual here are my views new on, values yeah. this is my new life and i'm reformed yeah like i just wonder if maybe they've sort of said to all oh, you know what you need to tone it down a little bit which if that's the case is ridiculous because how nice would it be for someone to come out and go 
do you know what? I yeah, I'm I kind of regret having sex on TV, but it was great sex, and I really enjoyed it. And sex is a really important part of my life, and I really wish we spoke a bit more about sex. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah, that would be I know, so much better. I, it would. Yeah, I agree. Um. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, maybe it's the way the message has come across. And I think even just like I say, subtle rewording, which is difficult because yeah. it's not a written piece. It was a piece to radio and stuff. So um, obviously that is slightly different. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it was just a bit problematic. Yeah. And an opportunity i guess if that's what you're going to go and talk about an opportunity actually to really get involved in an important issue i think um at the moment i'd the consent is such a big thing yeah um, massively and when we're talking about um i saw a video uh what day are we today i think it was yesterday or the day before and it was um two girls on like a i can't remember if they were at a <laughs> disco at a disco or like a, <laughs> um like a boat party or something and they were like doing a selfie video and you see this guy walk past and he just drops something in one of their drinks and Jeez. it's obviously like they've watched it back later um and then that's been posted and they're like look at like this is how quickly it can happen or something like that and that sort of stuff is really important talking about um like, if you're going to talk about alcohol, let's talk about making sure you know what you're drinking. Like, yep. when, when you're... Who's buying your drink? Where's your drink coming from? Like, if it's in a bottle, did you see the lid come off? Keep keep it with you at all times, and if you leave it... Don't drink always it. Buy, yeah, always buy a new one. Yeah, I just... I mean... My, yeah, I've... Yeah, I've had dangerous behaviour before where I've just... I'm like, yeah, I'll carry on drinking, I don't care. But potentially I I can, I don't know, I'm maybe less at risk from that. I don't know. To be honest, I think it's probably more a case of I'm actually aware of the danger and choosing to ignore that. And I think, well, but I am aware of it at the very least. I'm not quite there on the, like, oh, I've walked away from my drink for 10 minutes and come back and picked it up and who knows. Um, but I am aware of it. I think it's... Mm that's the very first step and then it's getting people to act on it um but i really like there are um there's a couple of uh like charities and youth groups and stuff like that near me and they do loads of work with um i don't really know what they're called but like the the bottle stopper type thing so you screw it in at the top um and so you've got like a straw um that goes through the thing or whatever so no one could like tamper with your drink um and that sort of stuff as well. And I think that's really cool. And they're really starting to push a lot of that. I can't, There is one campaign that's got like a little snappy phrase of like, I've got no idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they've got like a, don't drink it if you leave it or something. I don't know. Um, Wasn't that snappy. You don't <laughs> yeah, remember it. <laughs> no, I don't. I, don't. Um, I just remember the pretty coloured twizzle things. <laughs> but I think those conversations are happening but it's a it's by like youth groups and charity groups and come on shouldn't that really be an education shouldn't that be something that is part of Mm -hmm. um educating young people now like that is a real i think it is something disappointingly so that is a real danger 
um, and that does need to be spoken about to um, boys and girls in a way that says um, be aware of this but also don't do this and this is why you shouldn't do this um, because I think there are people that potentially get caught up in that sort of risky behaviour or think it's okay to do certain things or um, not necessarily put something in someone's drink but maybe mix it or put a double instead of a single or put a single in when they didn't want anything and I think that's really important to be mindful of that as well yeah no definitely oh man all the sex talk <laughs> jeez um we've rammed once, we, once you get into it there's a lot to kind of go over isn't there well I feel like we've kind of I guess it was quite well structured with the breakdown, but we've kind of gone through everything, talked about it a bit, but not in like ridiculous detail. Mm. Um, but that's an hour. Like you could spend an hour on each of those topics on their own. And um, yeah, we've not talked in any great detail about particular stories or situations that people could be in. So I think um, that's really important to sort of flag up as well. Um, so to wrap up, I think, um, having said that in that situation, I don't know about situation in that sort of radio show and stuff, Amber didn't really necessarily give out uh, as much advice. Um, we're going to give out a couple of different places that you can look or find out a bit more information, uh, about, and I think for me starting off with some of the places that I've kind of done stuff with before, or I'm aware of, I think, um, if you're a young person, the NSPCC uh, and Childline have um, sexual abuse related um, pages and content on their websites that you can have a look at. There are also local rape crisis centres um, and sexual health um, centres and youth work, community work, usually like voluntary teams and stuff like that that you can look for. Um, so if you type in um, sexual abuse or rape crisis and your area on Google, usually you'll get a few, few places um, that come up. Um, but we also really recommend that if you've got any particular concerns that you go and see your GP as well. Then on the more positive side, um, we have both kind of seen uh, different bloggers and vloggers and stuff talk about um, kind of sexual health uh, in a range of different ways and topics and things like that. So uh, we're going to recommend a, a vlogger each for you to go away and have a look at and um, actually get some useful information uh, about sex, about education, about learning about the fun stuff in sex, as well as some of those potential dangers. Um, so I'm going to recommend uh, Lacey Green, who's got loads of great content on YouTube, um, stuff around uh, condoms, um, sexual health, uh, HIV, potential illnesses, uh, using lube, dating apps, porn, um painful sex <laughs> orgasms there's loads of stuff on there so definitely go and check out Lacey Green who is L-A-C-I Green uh, G-R-E-E-N on YouTube Bex who's yours? Mine is Hannah Witten who again is on Twitter and she is a vlogger blogger she's got a YouTube channel she makes videos about sex and relationships um 
she's also just got a book out called doing it let's talk about sex which i got for about i think two pounds on my kindle and she just covers a ton of topics like sexuality consent masturbation um like healthy relationships that sort of thing um pornography slut shaming just anything kind of to do with sex she's probably got a chapter of it in this book and it's really easy to read you don't have to read the whole thing you can just dip in and out of it as you want depending on what you want to read about and yeah it's really easy to access and good to read so yeah i've seen some of um hannah's youtube stuff um but i haven't read the book yet so i need to um grab it and it's interesting hearing from you that it's one that you can drop in and out of so it's not a a traditional storybook um which is pretty cool because i'm kind of on board i've had a couple of those type of books recently where they are almost like individual it's not even like a chapter really it's like a section i guess yeah um, that talks about a certain thing and then moves on to talk about something else um and they're really cool books especially if you're looking for a bit of info um because you don't have to read all the way through the book you can look for the thing that you want to find out about um and have a read there uh and i think that's where potentially stuff like youtube comes in really handy as well if you're like oh cool i've got this masturbation stuff down um but i'm a bit worried about condoms when i'm actually having sex um then that's a good place to go and have a look as well i think both Mm. of those are really good um bloggers vloggers um, oh and sorry yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) with um hannah's book as well she's um she's got loads of kind of sections that are written by friends of hers and other vloggers and bloggers and youtubers who have um i think there's um a couple that are transgender i think bisexual pan pan i forgot the name of it pansexual and that's that's my sister's sexuality and i couldn't even remember the name of it disgusting But basically, yeah, so it's not just written from a kind of, you know, she does a good job kind of with the LGBT chapter, Mm. but then there's also material in there written by people who aren't just, who don't just kind of identify as heterosexual. So you do get kind of a a better all round idea of other experiences and things. So that was really good. Did I mention last time, I can't remember, I feel like I've said this one a couple of times and I forget who I've said it to, the, um, like the little, um, quote thing that's floated around on Twitter recently with the, um, the, like, how do straight people have sex? Like, which one's the guy and which one's the other guy? Or yes! Which did we mention, did I mention that last yeah, time? Yeah. I, I still love it, I'm still telling people. <laughs> Like, which one of you is the man and which one of you is the other, other man yeah. and and then i think i saw that and then literally like almost exactly two weeks later i saw one that was which one's the girl and which one's the other girl how do you decide <laughs> but i i um i used to have some really cool posters from there's a um i think it's like a youth charity in Oh, it's Australia or New Zealand. And um, they had some really cool posters that were all um, like LGBT focused and they had some really cool slogans on there. And it's like um, the poster with like their logo quite small at the bottom and then just text. Uh, there's no images, text across like the middle. And they had uh, like 
Um, when did you decide you're straight was one. Yes. Um, when I or when that. did when did you tell your parents you were straight? <laughs> See, it's it's so simple, but it's so effective. It's, it's so good. Because I always I always throw that at like homophobes. I'm just like, okay, so the way you, like would you say that you chose at a young age to be straight, and they're like, oh, don't be ridiculous. And I'm like, right, so it doesn't work the other way either. I don't know why you think it does. And they're like, what? Oh, it's so funny. Oh, it's so simple, but it's so effective. Like, you just throw that at them and they're like, oh, hug on a minute. I think there was one about, um, like, not kissing your partner or not liking it when they see you kiss your... I can't think how that one was worded, but that was one of those as well. And, oh, just, they were so good because it's... it's They're not... Um, it's not like oh you don't hear that it's you hear that but with a different connotation or it's directed differently and i'm just yeah mm-hmm. really yeah. really good posters um uh so yes and i think also important to sort of point out i think i'm gonna try hard to get this one to go up um next week or possibly the week after um but coming up in May on the 17th. So May the 17th is um, Idaho or Idaho Day, um, which is International Day Against Homophobia. Um, so have a look online. There's loads of stuff available there as well. And I think there's, um, there's a website that's like, I think it might just be like International Day Against Homophobia.org or something like that. Um, I'll put it in the description. Uh and that's got some cool resources and stuff on there as well and talks a little bit about um, some of the the struggles that people go through and also points out that, again, while we don't have it perfect, um, there are countries where um, it's much worse, where it is still illegal to essentially be gay. Um, it's not just about not having the right for gay marriage. It's, it's illegal to be gay. Uh, and I think it is really important that we sort of recognise... Some of the successes um, that we do have in the same way that we do with like the mental health stuff. We say um, the NHS is amazing. We've got to celebrate all the good stuff while we um, say that there are some things that need to improve and need to develop. Um, We're still very fortunate to have an NHS. Yeah. Boom. Love it. Um, If people want to hear more from you, Bex, where can they go? They can go to bexhelen.com, which is my blog or it's the same on twitter as well at bex helen my instagram is also at everything is if i have it it's probably at bex helen nice great <laughs> um getting in there on the names and stuff That's... i know i was like you girls especially when you don't have like a weird name <laughs> like... i know i was like take that other bex helens <laughs> I think they, the only the only one I couldn't have it on was um, Pinterest, and I had to add oh. a nine a ninety one. I was like, nope. "Damn it!" Just don't do Pinterest. Nope, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> so close. I love, I love if someone's like, "Why aren't you on Pinterest?" Well, I couldn't have my name. What do you mean? Well, I couldn't have the same username that matched everything else. So I'm just not going to do it. I nearly okay. had total social media domination. <laughs> so close amazing i did have someone um a couple of months ago i think 
And they were like, oh, what's your username? And I gave it to them. And they were like, oh, is that like Twitter or Instagram? I was like, both the same. Yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Got this figured out, bitch. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, thank you for I've coming on that. again. And thank you for talking with me. It's yeah, been really cool thank, to... Thank you for having me. Sit down and talk sex. Yeah. Boom. Always. <laughs>